Sorry, man. I was trying to make an update. All right. Um, Did you get my update? Uh, what I put in bold? Yeah, that's what I'm opening up now. We're not putting. You better not putting this on the podcast. Well, I I I do. I like the fact. I like to put those little bumpers on the front of the podcast. Now, I think that's cool. Oh, I wonder if that means I can finally play the Halo theme <laughs> again on the opening. Oh. Well, no, the Halo theme comes on, but then you guys make whatever small talk you do that's kind of funny but not offensive during during the downtime that we have. I try to put it. I try to put a few seconds. You guys You sound a dying cow. You guys even listen to your own podcast? I do. I don't. You messed up. That's scary. I don't like hearing myself. I don't like hearing you either. guys to uh, another episode of game source podcast uh tonight we are missing one of our faithful members however he will be joining us later in the podcast but tonight you have Ooh. nick we have gerald and we got chris tonight i hope i'm that faithful podcast member because <laughs> it's another beautiful day in paradise now jamie's not going to be here tonight uh and our new individuals that we will welcome aboard we're gonna have to welcome on board on another occasion and Corey, well he told me he just doesn't like you. I guess your silence says it all, doesn't it, Chris? Uh, no, it wasn't Chris. Chris said he doesn't like you, but he'll say that actually on air. But Corey's actually kind of nice and polite. Exactly. Uh, uh, don't I just love you guys? <laughs> but that's so uh, up world. <laughs> I have that, to say it. Don't okay. interrupt me. I'm in a mojo right now. Yes, don't interrupt his catchphrase. Yeah, interrupting my catchphrase is almost as dangerous as running in front of a freight train uh, or almost kill, or killing a zombie with a frying pan no that's easy if you have the right one you, you have that, to have by like by like uh by george foreman or something like that he probably makes those too can you imagine a george foreman zombie killing frying pan yep yep it'd be an uppercut <laughs> oh, Gerald says nothing. Anyway, uh, and I'm going to stay that way. I just, um, yeah. <laughs> Bethesda announces that in an upcoming patch for Xbox. Didn't you just announce that was you know time for the news? Yeah. Is that really necessary? Um, there's yeah. something called a segue in podcasting and in radio where you segue the actual listeners so they can be eased into another direction as far as where we want to go. 
All right, my gaming listeners, let me ease you into the news. This is Game Source News. That was actually that, good. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> Bethesda announces that an upcoming patch for Xbox 360 owners that Elder Scrolls V Skyrim will now have Connect support with over 200 voice commands that will allow players to be able to perform Dragon Shouts, hotkey equipping, follower commands, as well as control all menus with their voice. There will also be new special map functions, more hotkey options, and the ability to sort items in your inventory by name, weight, and value. Does this mean a return to, what the, tam- Tamriel? <laughs> this is obviously someone who uh, didn't play the game to its full length or hasn't played it, the Elder Scrolls series, but now it uh, appears that you know you need to, even though you voted as one of your best games of last year. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know what that is, then uh, yeah, then you're not a gamer. I can already say that. And that's why I read the news. But you know, the, what? <laughs> so. So, yes. Do we have any, any input on that? Or are we just going to kind of brush over that? <laughs> yes, amazing. Tamriel. It's the, uh, you know, if you play the Elder Scrolls series, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, have to, I, I'll have to get you the copies. Oh, thank you. You know what? I think I did that pretty well with the exception of that pronunciation. Fair enough. But, oh, hey, well, by the way, that sound you heard was Microsoft handing over Bethesda a boatload of cash. So... Did they just hand them another boatload of cash? <laughs> yes. That sound you heard again was them handing a little, you know, a, a real boatload of cash. You know, because it, it, they didn't have to do it. It's already, the game's already been out for months, but, you know. Gerald's got a, hook, a direct hookup in Microsoft, so every time his phone rings, that's, that's Microsoft chiming in. There you go. That's Bethesda saying, cash, cash. Hey, Gerald, did you ever win, any, did you ever win that Vita from Taco Bell? No, and they never heard my complaint, so... So, does anybody yes. have anything to say about the about the news? The game's already been out for a few months. Like I said, you know, why would you want to bring that out unless Microsoft's giving you a, a nice wad of cash? Yeah, but how do you feel about this? That's something we haven't even talked about. You sound like a psychiatrist. <laughs> You know, is it necessary? No, but I mean, because the, the game itself is, lends itself to be, you know, well over 100 hours long. And 100 hours in, are you really going to be shouting, ooh, cha, cha, ooh, can cha? So. Gerald, how does that make you feel? <laughs> makes me feel like I want to take a sword and, throw, and put it right through your gut. Oh. You can do that and at the same time dual wield a fire attack and then burn him. Fair enough. Well, on that note, Nintendo announces a sequel to one of, no, it is not one of my favorite games, a Pokemon Black and White, coming out later this year for Nintendo DS. Your thoughts, gentlemen, on how much popularity the Pokemon franchise still has left, and with, uh, I'm sorry. Dead silence. <laughs> I had a, had a uh, blonde moment there. With up and One cor- of many. With Skylanders series now available and very much thriving, and trust me, I, I am one who can account for that as hopeless parents walked into Best Buy uh, wondering where the Skylanders uh, action figures were. What kind of competition does Pokemon have, first of all? Second of all, 
again, does the Pokemon franchise still have any life left in it? And also, with the large increase of consumers now kind of directing their sights towards Skylander, does Pokemon even have a chance anymore? Sean? Well, first off, I think the reason you know so much about Skylanders is because you have them all but one. But How did you know, Chris? <laughs> I've seen them in your room. You talk to them at night. But uh, the whole thing with, with Pokemon is that thing's been around for over a decade, uh, going on almost like 15 years now, I want to say. But 15 or 16 years. Um and it's still doing very well. I think it's just a classic that's been made by Nintendo. Skylanders is really good, but it's only it's only a video game. Uh, now, if you've heard, they're making the Skylanders Giants. And I think it's just something that's... It's going to be okay, but it's only going to be a big, uh, a big hit because it's so limited. I mean, people are buying these characters and reselling them online for... more than what they're worth retail. And you can't do that with Pokemon cards unless they're holographic edition or whatever the heck. But video games, that's like the only game that you can actually resell for such a great deal. I think it's only big because of that resale part. Um, I just, I personally think they're going to take a hit because, you know, how many colors in the rainbow do we have left that, you know, Nintendo can cash in on? Uh, it's a sequel Um, I can't believe they even call it Black 2, White 2 instead of just saying Black and White 2 no they're going to be be called Grey and Silver oh yeah Silver was already made it's it's, it's Black 2 and White 2 that's the official title what about Pokemon Rainbow anyways um, (laughs) I just you know feel that that is something that still will sell a lot it's going for the DS not the 3DS which I think it's that's a good move. Let me continue Gerald's thoughts. It's going for the DS, which is good because not everyone wants to move to a 3DS. And yet you can still play it on a 3DS if you do have one. So, and really, in all, in all honesty, not too many people are going to be playing Pokemon in 3D. It'd be nice, but it's more of a luxury thing. People, Pokemon fans still want to play the game, whether it's not in 3D or, or if it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there'll be any like significant impact because it's 3D. I, I think generally you're going to find that Pokemon fans are um, just that. You have your committed fans and you have your committed fan base that's going to buy the game whether it's 3D friendly or not. Yeah. And can, I mean, and can, and can you really see people training in 3D? No. No. I, I couldn't. I mean, heck, if the game came out on a on an app like for Apple – for fifty dollars, people would still buy it if it was the full game. Hey, don't give them any ideas, man. <laughs> well, Nintendo would have to sell the rights. Apple, there's one thing you cannot own, and that's Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> for the right price, I think it'll own anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo has a little too much respect, I think, or dignity. Well, it now owns our soul because uh, the, some of the great news that we have is Nick. Tell them about our new Apple news again. Apple News. Yes, the Apple News. The Apple News that we're back on. Everything's okay with the Apple-related product? Oh, yeah. yeah, Sorry. Um, We did finally troubleshoot um, all the issues that we did have with 
our podcast, so you can actually find us on iTunes. Uh, Gerald graciously embedded the link on the our podcast page so that you're able to um, get to the iTunes page to be able to download uh, all 24 of our podcasts that are currently uploaded. And uh, Or will- just go to the channel on iTunes called Your Game Source. Three words. Yeah, and um, not only can you listen to them, I believe you can download them as well um, without – actually having to go to well i don't know i was playing with it earlier i know you could play it without actually going to itunes but i know obviously for those who those of you who use itunes you are able to obviously download them uh you know to your mobile device and whatnot but um yeah so that's the good news with that very good news yes yes it is but that actually leads into some bad news sony Suffers massive losses, $6.4 billion in fiscal year 2011, is laying off as many as 10,000 employees, and has shut down Big Big Zipper Interactive in Quar. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, it's the magazine Quar. that's on the PlayStation Network. For any of PlayStation uh, Network aficionado, they would know that. Yes, magazine for the PSN. Kaz Hazari. Hazar Harari. Kaz Harai. Yeah, all right, all right. New Can president for Sony and former head <laughs> of PlayStation said a bigger focus for the company will be on digital projects, including gaming. How will this affect the future of the PS3, Vita, or the PlayStation 4? There's no such thing as a PS4, first off. You know what? It's the orbit. No, you know what? How about this? Anyone that wants to go and read my blog on my page on yourgamesource.com, uh, look at it, it's Killer X Wolf. You'll find out that there will not be a PS4, at least in the near future, within the next few years. But getting back to what, what has been said, I think digital products will be very helpful for Sony, uh, yet very hurtful to retailers. Mainly because if they're selling everything online, then Sony's getting the direct profits. And it also does help out with... Uh, not getting in your car, driving all the way down to a Walmart, GameStop, Best Buy, Fry's, whatever you may buy it at, 7-Eleven, and then drive all the way back home just to play a game. You could just download it right then and there, and you're all good. Save some gas, save some money. How about Superpawn? Uh, Superpawn, do they sell used games? Absolutely. They got billboards uh, suggesting that you should sell or trade or buy the, uh, used video games there. Okay. Well, then Super Pawn will be another one. And, well, obviously I didn't name off everyone because there's other places, Costco and Target, Toys R Us. In fact, Uh, I saw Nick Nick buying something or selling his system at at Super Pawn. Yeah, and then he was trading it over for, like, the last of the Skylanders that he needed. Yeah, it must have been my duplicate self. No, it was you. You were selling your console to get a Skylander. I'm not quite that desperate. Not yet. Yeah, you, <laughs> well, you all you need are those last two. Who is it? I know. Got to catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, we should, you know, Chris, maybe at, at this point in time of the podcast, we should stop being so hard on Nick and we should just give him time to, to assert his own popularity on the podcast and, and maybe we should just not be so hard on him for a short period of time. But then that would not make us your game source. On that note, 
PlayStation updated its Facebook with the quote, Will Vengeance Bring Redemption? For 19, 2012, rumors are suggesting God of War 4. Why? Could this be true? Hopefully not. Okay, time's up after that statement. Yep. <laughs> he had his chance. Uh, Did you not hear the previous statement that you read yourself about Sony losing $6.4 billion last year? Yeah, you kind of sound like the dude off Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. Um, that's $6.4 billion with a B. And if you're in that much in the hole, you need to make sure that they, if you have something that makes money, put it out there. And I know God of War 4 would actually sell, sell quite well. And it's one of the most marketable franchises on the Sony roster. Uh, yeah. it's a, it cannot bring out that game soon enough, in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, were there was there a real significant sales trend with God of War 3? I mean... Um, yeah. Over time, there was. Yeah. But I don't, not, not, not initially. I mean, you're talking like, yes, understandably over time, Sony will, you know, Sony would certainly profit from that, that release. The God of War series has always been very popular. Back on PlayStation, you know, they, the other PlayStation 2 was popular. Um, however, you know, are they looking for a title to release that will get them money quick? Or is it something that is going to sit on the shelf until it hits the uh, greatest hits and then it's going to sell better? Well, now, I mean, all, obviously all the God of War fans, I think, are going to buy into this right away. I know I want to. I want to see what, what happens Will vengeance bring redemption? Okay, first off, if that is the quote and that is the game they're talking about, then that already sounds epic because something happens. I'm not going to ruin the game for people that haven't played it, but something happens where you want to see what happens next. They leave it with – they might as well just put a giant sign that said to be continued at the end. And that's probably going to be one of the biggest things that catches God of War fans. And – and then after that, it's just free advertisement. Friends telling friends, or most likely it will sell pretty well. Maybe not on the first day, but within the first year, definitely it should sell very well. Well, I guess only time will tell. Well, we'll find out on 4-19-2012, so keep up to date on Sony's page, but more importantly on your Game Sources page, and we will we'll let you know right when Sony lets us know. I just want somebody to let me know when the next Uncharted is coming out. Never. They ended that one at three. And then I have an expansion to let us know what happens between two and three. When you're down $6.4 billion, and that's one of your most marketable franchises, <laughs> I don't know. That goes back to what I was just saying. Yeah, but they're going to spend $3 billion to make the game. It's, it's going to take forever. So then it'll be they'll not be they'll only be nine billion in the hole. Yeah, <laughs> and then after they make their money back, they'll probably be about one billion in the hole. They usually I, double the profit, I think. I don't know, Chris. That. I think I think they might just break even on that production. <laughs> <laughs> just just throwing that out there as a possibility. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Capcom, Sega, and Namco announced a joint venture strategy RPG for the Nintendo DS, tentatively called. 
Project Cross Zone. The game will have specific pairs of pairs <laughs> when in battle. Pairs announced so far are Ryu and Ken, X and Zero, good old Mega Man, Dimitri and Dante, Chris and Jill. Not going to try to pronounce that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh. A lot of these guys are in Japanese names because Sega, Capcom, <laughs> Ogami Ichiro, <laughs> Pai and I. <laughs> okay. Let's remind just remind me when we go to Los Angeles for E3 not to ask if you want to go to a, somewhere to a Japanese restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Cosmos and T. Ellis. Oh, there we go. Xenosaga. Uh, Kaito and Black Rose from Dot Hack. No timetable for the game has been announced, but what do you think this game and it will ever see the light of day in the United States? Probably not. I think it will. Uh, it actually looks very good, but the one thing that I'm afraid of is for 3DS only. I, I just, I don't know, something like this I feel would be better for for consoles. Uh, if it was, I'd definitely get it. For the 3DS, it seems too small. But the game itself, I can see it hitting the stores. Um, I mean, if something like South Park can make a game, I'm pretty sure three big companies can make a game and put out an RPG. Yeah, but look at the three companies that are doing it. And the, and the, in the recent past, all three have had a checkered hist, uh, past in the past. Can I say past enough? A <laughs> uh, couple years. Or so, well, I mean, so. Capcom has probably been Capcom's. Actually, all of them do pretty well. Um, Sega's hurting big time. Yeah, I mean, you can only play, make Sonic so many times before uh, you're done, and then everything else that you make is kind of. Yeah, you can only you can only put out so many uh, Sonic uh, Generation collections. Yeah, or, or Alpha and, Protocols, or or what was that newest one they had? Bino, binary Domain, yes. I think. That shooter, uh, which, no offense to it, wasn't the best shooter out there, but Sega shouldn't really stick to shooters. And Sega! <laughs> Sega! I still but, remember that, man. I still yeah. remember Sega Genesis. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sega Channel. Sega Channel. Yeah. Well, when Sega, I mean, was big and they made their own consoles, that was ridiculous. Uh, then they kind of died and Little started gaming. <laughs> started making only games but with these three companies combined I mean sure it's not Activision and EA and who else is big out there someone else you still remember but, the game Gauntlet yes I do gosh that, that's one of those games I still play in arcades if they have it up I'll waste like $50 in that just to play it for one day and on that note uh, actually at the end uh, at the beginning end of our podcast um, I just wanted to uh, make sure that we set aside maybe a couple seconds um, at the end about, in regards to uh, one of our, maybe as a segment on each podcast, trying to bring up an old memory from an old game uh, that maybe people <laughs> should should look up. So I've got one in mind. Actually, it is from Sega, and I'll probably bring that up, uh, like I said, at the end of the podcast. Yeah, All right, yeah. so let's hold off on reminiscing. Okay, the, yeah, Gerald will announce that at the end of the broadcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> BioWare announces a free downloadable resurgence pack that includes three new characters, three new guns, and two maps. What game? By the way, I'm going to come over there and hit you, Nick. 
Let me read the rest of this first. Then you can hit me. That became available this week, and a free extended cut DLC will come out this summer to modify the ending to the game. Uh, the gamey? The gamey, yep. <laughs> With the game selling at approximately 1.5 million units. Is all this free stuff a response to the negative opinions on the internet? Was it planned originally as a paid DLC? Will this squash the controversy? Was it for all? Well, no, after that report came out, I just want to say that uh, MPD reports that the game has sold actually over 2 million units. Um, and as actually 4 million units have been shipped to stores, so the number could total 3 million by the end of this month. So we even say what game we were talking about. We were talking about. No, yeah. we said no that's what I asked. I, I know what it is, but it's uh, Mass Effect 3. I don't even know why you keep it a secret. <laughs> but then again, it's the host reading it. So yes, exactly. Do you think it was originally planned? as a paid DLC, and do you think it's going to squash a lot of the controversy? Um, and where did a lot of that controversy come from? Do you think it came more from, from like, Metacritic and, and those individuals who reviewed it, or do you think this was more from the gaming community itself? Well, no, it came from the lousy ending uh, that everybody disagreed with, and they had to accommodate them. All right, so I think that with Mass Effect 3, or with Bioware, I should say, uh, giving away this this DLC pack, uh, I think it's just a cover-up to kind of soothe people that were uh, kind of mad about the game at the start. And uh, honestly, knowing Bioware, knowing all these big companies, they wouldn't put out a free pack unless something was wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure that it was meant to be paid $10 or whatever it may be just for these extra things. I mean, they did it for one extra character and one extra story at the very beginning from Ashes. And I I don't know. I'm just thinking that they're doing this to kind of help them or help their... Uh, it's, it's a public consumers. relations stunt, basically. Yeah. Basically, so... Say, hey, we, we know you're mad at us for the bad ending, but here's a couple free things. Uh, let it blow by. We'll be fine. Yeah, we're all good. Knuckle they're like, bump. They're like, our bad. Yeah, high five. Sounds like it. Yeah, it uh, sounds like a publicity stunt. Yeah. <laughs> New rumors leaked. GameStop emails have the Wii U coming out November 18th at a $300 price tag. If this is correct, does your opinion change for the better or for worse for the Wii U? What's the Wii U? I haven't heard about that thing in like a year and a half. Yeah, it, you know, it's that really overly expensive controller. Well, you don't know the exact price it's going to come out at yet, but there's rumors suggesting it will come right around the two ninety nine price tag. Okay. Well, two ninety nine seems about right. The Wii came out at that price uh, like six years ago. And this is supposed to have enough underneath the hood that will uh, will compare with uh, the PS3 and the 360. Well, if it's what anything was shown back at E3 and it still has the same exact tablet, the same features. I, I mean, I can imagine it doing pretty well, but I feel they're trying to get away more from the motion part of what we was standing for. I, I feel they still have some motion activity to it, but with the, the new controller and everything, it seems like they're having an oversized DS in place. 
I don't know. That's kind of what I take it as an account for. I mean, it's it's basically just that. I mean, you have a you have an overly complicated device in your hand that I I, I don't know. I mean, I can't really formulate much of an opinion on it until I I'm able to really get more of a hands on um, and vis, visual interpretation as to you know what the system's capable of, what the you know accessories and components that you know help enhance gameplay are I, I mean i don't really want to say on here that my opinion can't change for the better or worse because i never really developed an opinion on the wii u to begin with um it's been just that a rumor and just because of some leaked gamestop emails about when it's coming out doesn't change doesn't change anything it's you know until we're able to see it in action and see what you know various components and and what kind of competition it's going to bring to the market uh you know Hopefully, Nintendo is going to come out with something more diverse, something that obviously supports uh, high-definition graphics. Um, you know, although Wii has historically, you know, been a very popular selling unit, as Gerald and I knew back when we worked at Game Crazy, receiving, you know, 15 calls a day asking if we had any systems in stock, um, you know, the... The Nintendo Wii has been a very successful system over the years. It wasn't 15. It was actually as upwards of 30, 40, and 50 calls a day. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it, no joke. It was. Um, you know, the Nintendo Wii has been historically a great system, but unfortunately with the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, graphically and, and game-wise, even with some of the multi-platform games, uh, Nintendo's really suffering. They they need they need to come out with a, a real heavy hitter on this one. So I, I can't really say better for worse on the Wii U. Don't know enough about it yet. Yeah, same here. Uh, I think the timing is perfect though. Right before Black Friday, right before Christmas. Uh, they picked a good month, fourth quarter. Yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, probably one of the best weeks. They give it like what one week before the before Black Friday. To give it a little bit of a test, then Black Friday hits, it'll be sold out. They make sure they hold it off until after Christmas, and then people are lining up outside by January 1st. Oh, I can see them selling the crap out of this thing. Yeah, but you know what? They're only going to sell it well if they push the advertisement enough. Yeah, that is true. And I haven't seen any PR on it yet. No. Well, they'll probably wait until... My guess and what I've been thinking for a while is they won't release anything big until maybe E3 this year. I, I think it's very probable that they, at least uh, at the Nintendo press conference anyway. I mean, I, I'd be very surprised if on the show floor they didn't they didn't have any any kind of uh, content or at least a demo unit. But um, I would say it's a safe bet that in the Nintendo press conference they should probably. If not debut it, they would – I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't debut it. They would probably want the public to know. However, they should at least at the very least uh, you know, release information regarding it. But I don't know, Chris. I mean, what do you think? I, I think it's probably – it's a pretty good guess that they'll probably end up showing it. I think they're going to show it like to its full extent and uh, announce a good release date for it or a solid release date if it is November 18th or what it may be. But yeah. Speaking that, of like, – Release dates. I was pretty bummed. They, uh, but you know what? We should have figured they they were gonna push uh, Resident Evil Six up. Oh yeah, but it's whatever. I mean, if they can make it better, better than their last Resident Evil game, 
then better to them. That's all I have to say. Yeah, sorry, I know that was off topic, but I was just thinking about that since we were talking about release. <laughs> Gerald, well, we'll, we're going to get into that in a little bit as well. So, yeah, talk, talk a little bit more about some games that are coming out soon. Uh, but Gerald, what do you think about this Wii U? I mean, I don't think I heard too much about it from you. Well, um, the Wii U. Remember, we got a chance, uh, and you can actually still catch the video on our YouTube page. That's yourgamesource.com. The entire word I just said. Uh, as one word, excuse me, uh, on our YouTube page, where you can catch the drunken playthrough, the roundtable doom, and more. Uh, that was pretty cheesy, but I'm gonna let's keep <laughs> that in. Um, actually, it is still on your YouTube page. Um, you and I got to see a lot of footage on it, and you actually got to try it out. Um, I don't know. I think two ninety nine is a pri- high price point for it. I think it should come out at one ninety nine. I'm not real impressed with the hardware. The fact that it's not going leaps and bounds above what the PS3 and 360, which are six and seven-year-old consoles, that you know graphically are six and seven dated six and seven years, and that you're not going to do much beyond that, it's kind of disappointing, um, especially for something that's going to be rumored right around 300, which is probably the ending price. Um, I'm. Still, the the online capabilities of it, even though Nintendo has said that there's going to be online, I'm still very skeptical on how that's going to be as compared to PSN or even Xbox Live. Um, So at this point in time, it's it's a wait and see. Um, They're leaning away from motion gaming, which they really helped create. Um, So I don't know where they're going to really next. Like you said, it's just going to be an overblown DS to some people. Because it's just going to be utilizing that big screen, and even said if it's going to be a multiplayer feature, um, how's it going to work out? And and as I say on my blog, on the Several Slips blog, um, on yourgamesource.com, I mean, that's great that that Chris has. You know, we're, we're going to get one, take it to Chris's house, hook it up, and Chris is going to be playing with it. And then I'm stuck with a Wiimote in my hand. How great is that? How fun yeah. is that? I mean, and then Nick will be playing a Star Wars Connect in the next room. Yeah, oh. <laughs> or Pokemon Black Two, White Two. <laughs> Dude, only you would think of that. Yeah, kind of true. You know why do I always get crapped on in these podcasts? Because your name is. Don't even say it. <laughs> we going yes. to a break? Yes, we are going to. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> We're going to a break. We'll see you guys back in, uh, yeah, see <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are going to start our preview slash reviews. Well, there's nothing to review right now because there's not really much coming out. So. Well, we are reviewing our previews. Yeah. So there. <laughs> Witcher 2. The enhanced edition. <laughs> well, uh, this is, um, I guess, uh, there's some b- things that they've added on to it as far as gameplay uh, from the PC version uh, that's coming out here in about a couple weeks. Uh, actually, less than a week uh, on the 360 and PS3. I'm sorry, no, check that. 360, just the 360. And uh, it really, you know, it's very highly thought of. Uh, 
far as a PC game, um, as far as developing a story, uh, using the conversational trees, uh, a lot of the uh, action in it is it's very solid. Uh, and it actually was one of the, the best PC games to come out last year. And to see it coming out on the 360 uh, actually is a, quite a bonus. And unfortunately, even though it's not a truly original IP or a truly original game coming out, uh, this game actually probably will end up being the best-selling and probably the best-rated game of the entire month for consoles, period, which is kind of disappointing, to say the least. Well, not really, because there's only like three games. Th- okay, three actual games that are coming out this month. That's what I mean, that there's only three games actually coming out this yeah. month. Yeah, but Witcher already has the upper hand. It's, like you said, one of the best games that have come out for the uh, PC in the past few years. So, I, I don't know. I think that uh, I think it'll do pretty well. But um, it, the game itself, when you play it, it seems like it's almost meant to be played on a computer. Uh, that's true. So, the, the, my question would be: Is the game's controls going to be okay as far as on a console uh, controller? And uh, that's something that I know that's in question with a lot of people, and I'm sure we're going to have it answered next week. When, and uh, we have the review coming out. So, yep. Max Payne Three. I think that'll be a pretty successful sell. Well, it's Rockstar behind it, and they're really trying to push it. They're doing some heavy advertising on it. You know, if they were able to go ahead and promote L.A. Noir and make that a success, because for most of the year it was the best-selling game up until the fourth quarter. I think that they can do the same for Max Payne 3. I Just as far as where it stands in the upper echelon of the Rockstar games when it comes to Red Dead Redemption, the Grand Theft Auto series, I don't know about that, but I just think it's you know going to be able to create its own niche, and I think Rockstar games sell themselves based off of the name Rockstar. Yeah. Well, um, Dragon's Dogma. Sounds like something you had for lunch. It does. Yeah, from like a sushi place. I'll take the dragon's dogma. And you, uh, called, and you called me racist earlier. I was about to say the same thing. You know what? Uh, I'm not being racist. You should see some of the stuff that they had on that sushi menu. I'm, I'm telling you, it was like they had profanity on there. Only you would think it's profanity. Oh, no, it was profanity. It was. Very profane, itty. Pro- profane. <laughs> Very profane. <laughs> Gerald, please omit that from the podcast. <laughs> Dragon's Dogma. Uh, basically, it's going to be an RPG that's coming out uh, from Capcom. Um, I've seen the gameplay, and actually, you guys can see the gameplay on our videos page at yourgamesource.com. Um, RPG. Um, I think The Witcher 2, which will still be a semi-recent game when when that game, when Dragon Dogsma comes out, will probably still be a better choice. But uh, it's going to have a lot of options. It's going to have some co-op on it. Um, and they even introduced what I was talking to Chris earlier, is that they're going to have uh, uh, even battling the undead and zombies, uh, you know, because every game's got to have zombies now. Oh, and yeah. uh, it, I don't know. At this point in time, from what I've seen, it, there's some questions I have on it, but then again, like I said, judge yourself. It's at yourgamesource.com in our video section. Plus, there's also a lot of other videos available. In fact, The Witcher 2, Republic, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, 
Dust Five One Four, Medal of Honor, Warfighter. So there's our PlayStation Vita roundtable of Doom discussion, uh, the drunken playthroughs. So there's a lot of videos on our video page, so you can check that one, check those out. I don't understand why they came out with a Prototype Two because Prototype One really wasn't all that good, and it really didn't sell hugely well. But maybe it was cheap to make. Um, there's usually with the reason with Activision, you know, because they they trimmed the fat and they they canceled a lot of projects and a lot of games that were marginal sellers for them, and where they only concentrated and focused into one narrow set of games, um, Cabela, i.e., Call of Duty, i.e., Skylanders, and to keep this game as far as in their mix, um, there must be something about it that they see either as a high, uh, high profit potential for sales or that it's just really in- extremely inexpensive to make thus any sales they get off it make, you know, makes it profitable. So um, it just seems too much, too familiar. Uh, if you played infamous and the infamous series, I think there's a lot of similarities there. And I really think infamous does it better, but Chris you know, you and Nick might have different opinions. I think well, Infamous has a little bit better of a chemistry. I, I think Prototype is one of those games that, you know, I, understandably, games are games for a reason. They're they're out of the scope of reality, some of them anyway. Um, I think Prototype is just too over the top. There's just too much mass destruction going on in the game. I, I just, it, there's just, it, you know, there's, it's a hack and slash without the hack and slash. It's just too it's just too over the top. And I think infamous you feel you feel like you're more limited power wise. I, I don't really I don't really know how to describe it. I think prototype, you're too powerful, and infamous just kinda has that mixed balance where you know you can actually die, whereas prototype you kind of can die, but you really don't because you just eat them or drop buildings or tanks on them or absorb everything in sight. I, I, I don't know. I just – I wasn't really particularly you know, pleased with Prototype. That's why I'm very surprised that Prototype 2 even came out, especially with the character variances. I don't, I, I don't really understand why they chose to use different character versus the original. I, I don't know. I mean I got to go with Gerald on that one. I think Infamous was just, uh, I think it was built better. Um, I think the storyline was stronger. Um, I think gameplay was a little more consistent with, you know, the bounds of reality. I don't know, Chris, what do you think? Well, I think you're somewhat right. Uh, Infamous was a little bit more structured as far as story and uh, fun gameplay. But, um, with prototype, I think the over the topness, the the change of uh, scenery is what really catches me. I think it's really good. Number one was at least, and number two seems just as good, but slightly slightly more awkward because of, yeah, the character that you change from and and everything that's going on in the game. But uh, overall, I'd have to say prototype two is a very good competitor to at least. Uh, infamous in, in my eyes kind of like I mean in a comparison it's almost like a, what was it Dante's Inferno to God of War very similar uh, well actually that one's more similar to each other but 
I don't know. I, I don't think they were really that similar. I think God of War was a lot more freescale than than uh, Dante's Inferno. Okay, I don't know. Well, depending on like the, like the uh, leveling up system, it, yeah, somewhat. But the walkthrough, the gameplay, you could just change the character's look. And you guys uh, should have had this conversation when we had the God of War three news item back uh, what twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Well, that was actually God of War, which they need to make a God of War four and a Dante's Inferno two. I'm just saying, both of those games were left with like a dot 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 at the very end. Yeah, do you, but do you think at the end of Dante's Inferno that they really had a strong enough ending impact to where they could develop an entirely second scenario? I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, I, I don't know what else he could do, but I really want to see it because they left it where he gets out and something happens and it, re- it again, it says to be continued at the end. That's how they leave it. Well, give it but, time. I'm sure they'll add that to their long list of things that, that they'll make another game on. Yeah, but they'll probably wait like six years when everyone forgets about it. And then they'll <laughs> be like, oh, yeah. Uh, second Don't one? Inferno 2! <laughs> wait, there was a one? But, hey, I mean, they, they did the same thing. Uh, they did the same thing with Red Dead. Uh, not too many people know about Red Dead Revolver, one of the very first one that came out of it. And that was back on the original Xbox, well over eight years ago, I'm guessing. And very fun game, but uh took them a while to make a second one. The second one was more open world, and that's where it took off, and it became Game of the Year of 2010. Well... So. Although I, my, I I have speculations on how that game actually ended up game of the year, but you know, yeah. leave that for another podcast because that that should not have been game of the year. I didn't think so either, but you know what? It was good that my friend didn't win the bet of having God of War three win it. So, yeah, I don't I don't think God of War three warranted game of the year either. No, it, well, one PS three game of the year, but I had a bet with a friend uh, over a good lump sum of money, and uh, he said that. Uh, God of War would make Game of the Year, and I said it wouldn't, and none of us were right. I chose another game, so we were both wrong, and no one lost anything. Well, that's good. <laughs> yep. Um, Gerald, do you have anything to, to add before we move on to Spec Ops The Line? No, let's get to Spec Ops The Line, because it's, you know, it's... I it's feel provocative. Like, I feel like specking right now. <laughs> Are you going to leave it there, Nick? Oh, you want to talk about Spec Ops? Okay. Go ahead. Talk about Spec Ops. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. That was great talking about Spec Ops. That was great. No, with Spec Ops, though, it does look fun. Uh, The whole thing with it is it's another war game. How many war games do we really need in this world? Obviously not enough. Yeah, there's too many. And, I mean, they already took the name from... From Call of Duty, Spec Ops, the game type, they might as well have called it Nazi Zombies and said, oh, brand new game. Um, Nazi Zombies. <laughs> those have already been taken. It's it's just something. But uh, the game, it actually looks really fun, and the whole blood and gore and over-the-topness of it makes it feel realistic, like you're actually in this kind of 
scenario where it's you have to use i mean human instincts to survive and stuff you wouldn't even think you'd have to do to survive in that game or in that world actually trying to make you feel realistic here True. because you know you can't feel realistic enough in a video game no not at all not in call of duty and I know how much Nick loves Call of Duty. Oh, yep. yeah. Can't wait With for the next Pokemon. Week. And Connect Star Wars. And Skylanders. And we cheer. How about a call, a call of Star Wars, Amon? <laughs> Where at the end you battle a cheerleader? Yes. And dance Carrying Skylanders? <laughs> exactly. So, would, hold on. It would be... Uh, Call to the Skylander Amon. Cheer. Cheer. Wow, that sounds like a terrible game. Um, Are we still trying to preview games? <laughs> we're previewing games. If you could choose one game to come out next week from any of the upcoming games, which one would it be? My answer? None. I will add one on there, though. Bioshock Infinite. But then that's not your answer, then. But then I don't really care because I'm adding it on there, and I wish it came out next week. So zero plus one, none plus one <laughs> equals zero. I guess that's equivalent, Nick. Yeah, his math is a little bit off. Zero to the second power would still be zero plus one. I, one. I say, you know what? Um, I'm really not as hyped up as I was last year. But I think of the games, I'm going to say Halo 4. Chris, chime in anytime now. <laughs> what am I chiming in for now? If there was a game, any game that's been announced that's upcoming in the next millennia, um, I'm, just say, I'm just kidding, but any game that's coming up supposedly until the end of this year, if they were able to come out next week, which game would that be for you? Um, Since hmm. Nick couldn't put it so eloquently. Yeah. I'm not sure because I'm trying to go strategically with this as well. Uh, I kind of want to see Halo 4, but with it coming out so soon, I know it won't do well. Um, I'm very happy to see Resident Evil 6 get bumped up, by the way. I thought that was a very, very good move by Capcom, and I really think that's uh, you know just a, just a great fan service move as well. Yeah. Well, if I actually had to choose one, I'd probably say I want to see Assassin's Creed 3 out right now. Oh, why? Because I this game is getting so much hype. They already have so much of it shown and, and exhibited. They need to bring that out, like, now. Pe- I mean, people are all around thinking, when's this coming out? When's this coming out? Well, How many more benches can you sit on? This yeah. is the last one. Or last, at least... Uh, ancestor that he has to go through. Yeah, until they make a four. Yeah, no, it, they said it. It's the last of his ancestors. If they go on with a four, it's going to be Desmond's story. Yeah, and they also said that Halo 3 was the end. <laughs> well, once you go to Desmond's story, then it's... then Yeah, that's continuing on, but at least it's not in the past. He'll be using machine guns and, and rocket launchers, and, and then they- Nazi zombies will come out of nowhere and <laughs> and don't forget the deadly cheerleader and the deadly cheerleader Skylander riding 
Undead Star Wars. Oh. Wielding revolvers. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's time for a break, guys. What's coming up next? The round. Oh, Chris, I'm sorry. I almost stole, stole your thunder there. <clears throat> Clearing my throat right there. You'll hear it as soon as we come back from our break. So I guess this means we go back to go to break. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So, Nick, as a host, why don't you send us to a break? Oh, I thought the awkward silence between all of us was. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to break. Officially. Total carnage! The Round Table of Doom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the... Round Table of Doom! <laughs> Doom. Dude, where's the echo? The echo, man. Do it alone. Ah. Sound like you were in the bathroom, man. I, I know. I need to get into a bathroom and do it. The, are we going back to that dying cow thing? Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like some off Silent Hill, man. <laughs> yeah, that kind of was. I watched the movie last night again. Um yeah. Okay, so now let's continue off with the round table of doom. Capcom's doom. annual event, Captivate 2012, took place this Capcom. week. Capcom. <laughs> Besides the multi-publisher RPG announced. In a land far away. <laughs> Dude, you guys need to shut up so I can read the rest of this. Announced earlier in the show, Capcom revealed a few nuggets of information. Because he needs all the concentration he can. Lost Planet 3. <laughs> Why? Announced as a survival horror game in early 2013. Resident Evil 6 moved up to October 2nd for release and will include True Drop In and Drop Out. Go, <laughs> go play. <laughs> oh, I must be thinking about my kids. Out co-play and Mercenaries Mode. No, it's co-op. Co-op play. Whatever. They know what, they're on. They know what I'm talking about. Dragon's Dogma now has zombies. I think uh, Gerald already mentioned that earlier. From the former creative director of Halo 4 comes Republic? <laughs> I'm never Sorry. taking you to France and a Japanese restaurant. It's Republic. Uh, Republic. Street just, Fighter. Just like you tried to name kick, uh, Chris Killer X Wolfie with an <laughs> E on every single page and link that we actually had when his name was Killer X Wolf, not Wolfie. You really had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> and you also spelled. <laughs> and, you, and you gave, uh, what, Degenerate 08? You called him Degenerator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. He said degenerator. You don't make fun of your name. <laughs> no, he, when Nick set up the page I and I started doing modifications on it, I noticed he had all these broken links. And I'm like, why can't he? Does he have all these broken links? I've gone all those pages. That's because he typoed you and put uh, Killer X Wolfie on everything. And then he nice. did that instead of degenerate, degenerator. <laughs> wow. That's what happens when you do this when you do this late at night. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Street Fighter Times Tekken Vita 
We'll it's cross, play. cross Tekken, not times Tekken. I didn't say times. I said X Tekken. You said times. Whatever. Feature cross-play with the PlayStation 3 owners and Devil May Cry gets detailed as rebooting Dante's origin story. What is your opinion on how these Capcom games are fleshing out? Where do you think... Wait, where do you think once all... Gerald, man. <laughs> where do you think all these games... Hold on, I had to reread that line again. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I'm good, I'm good. Where do you think all these games are going to fan out on the video game uh, hierarchy? And can it compete with any of the big boys? Well, Halo uh, 4 is actually, I would say, is one of the big boys. I'm just amazed you got through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it took him only 30 seconds to write it, and it took Nick about 10 minutes to read it. <laughs> yes, but it was a very captivating 10 minutes. Well, you know, let's do something different for the roundtable, Do Nick... You go first. What are your thoughts? Me? Doom. <laughs> I, I really lost Planet. I, I, I'm, it's perplexing as to why they really came out with another one. Because the game sold. It sold well enough to warrant a sequel. Don't you understand? Capcom, Capcom is like a lot, a lot of other game companies. I mean, yes, Republic, uh, Republic is going to come out soon, and that's a new IP, but... You know, with the millions of dollars it takes to make a game, traditional uh, new IPs are not going to be put out as much as they were in the past. And people are going to go; these these companies are going to go with, you know, things that they feel are are more recognizable to the consumer. That's why you're going to see sequels and and thirds and fourths and fifths and sixths. Yeah, I know. I mean, I understand. It's based on sales volume, and you know, a lot of other statistical things are obviously influencing. Um, uh, you know, them to develop another sequel in their legacy of, of games. Um, my regards on Resident Evil 6, um, although I'm disheartened that they've... Um, oh, no, actually, they pushed it up. Sorry, I, I was thinking they pushed it forward and getting mixed up. I know, that's a first. It seems like it's a first that they actually pushed a game up, isn't it? Yeah, that's why it's like it, was, I, it was a little bit taken there for a second when I saw the October 2nd because I was thinking it was going to be later. But no, I think that's awesome that they actually moved it up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've always been a big fan of the Resident Evil series. And in the past, I've been a little bit disappointed with the recent kind of change in, uh, change in tradition. I, I really think after 3, they really diverted off of the core storyline of Resident Evil, and they, they really branched off with a lot of various areas that, I don't know, just weren't really Resident Evil-related. Um, it certainly took the whole zombies out of out of the game, but it's refreshing to see that Resident Evil 6 is kind of revisiting the traditional... Uh, they're combining a lot of the, uh, the fantastic um, mobility and just game mechanics from 4 and 5, and they're kind of meshing and blending that from the traditional storyline of uh well not so much storyline but the, the whole zombie zombie not mindless people controlled by parasite thing so um that's actually refreshing to see that resident evil is kind of moving back in the right direction there um but yeah it's awesome that they push up the release date so i know they like you said it has the co the co-op play and the mercenaries mode as well at launch um i don't really have too much to say on on Dragon's Dogma, did you guys? I know you guys. We kind of covered that already. Does anybody have anything else to add on that? 
Well, I will just say quickly on Resident Evil uh, 6, um, I know Amazon, uh, Best Buy, and uh, GameStop, if you pre-order through them, one of those entities, they're going to be giving an extra map for Mercenaries mode. So if you are a hardcore Resident Evil fan, that's something you probably want to look into. Cool. What about anything, Chris, on Resident Evil 6 or Dogma? Um, Not so much on... On Dogma, but on Resident Evil, I just like how they push it out forward versus backwards. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully they can get it all done. I know they had to push back other games uh, before, and they still didn't come out right. But if they can push it forward and make it come out sooner, get people happier. Can uh, you say connect Star Wars, anyone? It, yeah, exactly. You know, actually, it came out better than uh, than what they had previously thought. So that's some improvement. What yeah, did it I get wrong? at the side, though? Gave it a it, six? It, it, six, uh, a D, but you guys were expecting an F, a four, or a three. So, I mean, it over doubled your expectations. A D in my eyes is an F. You <laughs> suck connect Star Wars, just like I said you would. You suck. Yeah, until we got it for you. And you secretly play it at night with your Scott. I will have a game. I will have a game burning along with that and cheer. Mm, no. After you play them in platinum, or not platinum, it's uh, get a, all the achievements for them. Okay, then we'll burn them. Yeah. Um, as far as Republic, I don't know anything on that one. Sorry, Gerald. Well, no, it's just, you know, a few months ago when uh, it was announced that the creative director from Halo 4 had split with 343, uh, which was highly unusual for something such a you know triple-A game, high-profile game, um, it just seemed kind of odd what was going on. And it looks like you know, we found out what's going on is that he had something in the back burner going um, with uh, Capcom. And uh, was able to bounce on his feet real quickly. So it looks, but uh, you know, going from Halo Four to Republic, yeah, Republic uh, is to me a step down quite a bit. So I look, the gameplay looks okay. Um, if you check out our video of it on the, the yourgamesource.com's video page, that get your own thoughts. But mind you, um, I would pr- prefer myself to be the director of uh, Halo 4, but that's just me. And uh, I kind of like those AAA profile games. And, and maybe the pressure was on them to produce something that, that they can't produce since Bungie is no longer associated with them. So he decided to bail out into this project. But you know, that's just pure speculation on my part. I would have stayed in as the head just for the money. That's true. Residuals are nice. Couple hundred thousand, almost a million, I guess, for this one game. You know, he, he's probably making a good buck, and then he goes down to uh, some French game and becomes uh, drops his salary from eight hundred thousand to uh, I don't know, maybe still a hundred thousand. <laughs> I, I think these guys got it all wrong. They need to make a dollar Apple app in the App Store, and they'll be rich. That's all. That's all good. That's all. That's all it takes. Are you asking someone that works for Microsoft to make an Apple product? Yes, I am. Damn it. Well, <laughs> well, good luck with that. 
That's, that's easy like, million dollars. Easy million dollars. That's like trying to get uh, Bill Gates to work in an iPad factory or something. It's not going to happen. Someday they're just going to have to hold hands and accept each other. Who? Microsoft and Apple. Oh. I thought you were going to say, like, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, and I was going to let you in on some bad news, but... uh. No. Now, this is <laughs> Mr. Street Fighter, I'll let you put your input on the next one, because uh, I'm not much of a Street Fighter fan, unfortunately. Hadouken! Um, that would be a perfect to put in. <laughs> no, that's not a, a Skyrim, it sounded like. You were trying to do a shout. No, I was trying to throw a fireball at you. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, with Street Fighter Cross Tekken coming over to the uh, to the Vita, I mean, they did it with Marvel vs. Capcom, so that was kind of expected that they would bring out Street Fighter Cross Tekken being the newest one. Coming out so late, I don't know if it's going to do as well, but uh, the fact that it has cross-play, I mean, I think, and with the cross-play, they mean if you have the Vita, you can play against someone online. On the PS3, am I correct? That is correct. Okay. Uh, you will be able to play online with uh, people against the PS3. All right. So that means now I, I have mind more you, they didn't tell me tell tell the uh, the gaming world when the game's going to come out. So you know there might be a PS4 that comes out before then. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think they would bring out Street Fighter Cross Tekken for the PS4 if anything it's going to come out before the next year I was, sli- I was slightly exaggerating yeah but um the whole thing with it is now that anyone's going to be playing i think it's just going to make online easier because i feel that it's if you're playing on a ps3 you're going to whoop someone's butt on the vita but that's just my opinion and my fact because i know i will kick anyone's butt on the vita uh on street fighter cross tekken but the whole thing with it is it is going to be very nice, and especially if you have it for the PS3 or if you have the Vita and you still want to play like you're on the PS, uh, PS3. So I think more games should actually start doing that, though, where you can intertwine them and play one or the other and still uh, play together. Well, Devil May Cry gets detailed as rebooting Dante's origin story. I mean... I think that's cool. We were actually, uh, some coworkers and I were actually having a discussion about this, uh, about how, oh, actually, Brian, one of my coworkers from Best Buy, um, we were discussing about how. So it went from plural to one. Okay. Yes, because yeah. I heard that it was only one of us talking about it because I saw as I walked into Best Buy, sadly, Unfortunately, I saw that they released a Devil May Cry HD collection. I don't know why. Um, really, the first game, the first Devil May Cry was awesome. Um, I really was not as impressed with the second one and even more unimpressed with the third and completely unimpressed with the fourth. Um, I, I really think the chemistry that the first one had was just good. They had a good chemistry, good gameplay, uh, just good good gaming mechanic, uh, strong storyline, and it just wasn't too over the top. You had 
you know, your powers were within limits, you know, and uh, I just, I don't know. I think the predecessors that followed thereafter just didn't hold as much weight as the first one. So um, I think that's pretty cool that they're, they're kind of rebooting that. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I think that's a, it is a good step, uh, you know, because what what is old is new again, and uh, I really think the Devil May Cry series is something that probably will connect with uh, today's audience, and I, I think it'll probably, if promoted correctly, will do pretty good. Chris, yeah, I feel kind of the same way. Um, it being one of a classic, uh, classic type of game, and it hasn't had anything new in a while. I don't want to see this game go under and stay under. I wanted to come back out and do uh, or re- revamp itself, or uh, as they said, reboot itself. And honestly, I'd like to see newer games in, in higher definition versus just PS1 and PS2 graphics. Yeah. Now, what overall is everybody's opinion? This is just kind of open on the table. Um, again, We'll revisit the original question. How are Capcom's games kind of, you know, fanning out? And what do you think, you know, once all these games do come out, you know, how is Capcom as a company with all these releases, how are they going to rate on the, the, you know, on the, the hierarchy? And, you know, are they going to really be able to come close and compete with a lot of these other big name developers? No. They're gonna no. do good, but they're not gonna they're not gonna outbeat all these other companies. I think There's, some of these things are gonna be fine, like Resident Evil, uh, Devil May Cry should probably do pretty well. Lost Planet Three, I think Lost Planet Two was a lost cause as it was, but I agree. Uh, um, Dragon's Dogma might do some stuff for it. It seems to be getting a little bit of popularity just because it's an original game. Resident Evil 6 will be profitable for him. Yeah, but I think that's about it. Uh, with all these things combined, though, I don't think they're going to hand up to uh, what other publishers can do. With one game. <laughs> with, yeah, exactly. I will say this, that, uh, you know, it it just, after seeing what they have in the library, there's, there's a couple games that, that could show real promise as far as sales is concerned, but a lot of ifs, a lot of questions. Um, I really still think at this time, Capcom, and when all these games come out, I still think they'll still be considered, after the dust settles, I still think they'll be very much a second-tier company. I uh, I agree. I don't know if Capcom, even after these releases, and, and sadly, sorry, Capcom, even after the release of Resident Evil 6, in, in sheer competition with a lot of the other games lined up from these other major developers. I don't know if Capcom... I, I don't think they're going to fall that low in, in the tier, in the ranking, but um, I, I they definitely... I don't think they'll hold in the top three. So... Um, but on that note, if nobody has anything to add, we're going to take a short break and close up. Close up shop. I'm just going to close out by saying Capcom probably only has a few good games. And the last ones that are making it are Resident Evil, Street Fighter, and if you can fill in a third game, that would be more than what I can think of. 
They just don't have enough in the Capcom closet that they can whip out and rehash and redo uh, that will garner enough interest to put them, in, you know, in the upper echelon in the uh, in the video gaming world. In my opinion, as well. Exactly. Well, hopefully they can do something good, though. Well, I don't want to see them go under like uh, like Thanks. other companies. <laughs> let's just say they they do enough to succeed, but they uh, let's say they don't do enough to fail. But they don't do enough to succeed. I think it's probably the best way to, you know, at a real high rate. I can't shake it. All right, welcome, folks, back to the closing of Game Source Podcast tonight. Um, we're closing with updates on the drunken playthrough. And- well, I just wanted before you go into that, I just uh, wanted to uh, add another part of the show. Um, just. Maybe fond memories. And uh, this week, I think I'll start off and I'll have you guys, uh, you know, each one of us will do uh, a fond memory, uh, gaming memory um, on each podcast. But I think I'll start off on this one because uh, last night I was playing and I downloaded off the Xbox Live Arcade uh, Daytona from Sega, uh, which to me, I spent many hours uh, traveling uh, upwards of 40, 50 miles just to go ahead and play the only Daytona in, the, in Clark County, uh, in the entire area um, that I could. Uh, and it just, you know, last night when I was playing, it just reminded me f- so fondly of, of those days of uh, listening to Daytona and just hearing that so many times. It was like embedded in my brain uh, for days to come. And then just, you know, yes, I am a little older, but, uh, you know, as, as each week goes by and each podcast, I, I want to make sure that everyone on the staff, you know, gets to reminisce about a game that that's close to their heart. And for me this week, I think I'll, I'll say it was Daytona. So on that note, sir, game reminiscing. <laughs> so we have, we'll think of a catchy name for it, I guess. I'll think of one by the next podcast. The yeah. Drunken Playthrough and the Round Table of Doom video. Doom. There we go. <laughs> well, I just want to thank everybody for watching uh you know both the Drunken Playthrough and the Round Table of Doom. They both become very Doom. and I've gotten a lot of feedback. Uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback from them, and uh, you know, it's just we like doing. We like putting out there for you guys, and we're glad you're enjoying them. Hey, tell Chris. a little more about it, Nick. Uh, tell about the drunken playthroughs. So, uh, anything Kyle's coming up on the drunken playthrough? Can we get wasted in like doing normal podcast, Chris? What? Doing? Do just a regular podcast? Yeah, like one of these, but like we're just wasted while we do it. <laughs> Well, we can't have you around alcohol. Last time that happened, um, yeah. Uh, so we, we don't need to talk about that anymore, Chris. We can do it. It's just going to be a while before we actually have the time uh, to do a drunken uh, verbal podcast. Uh, as far as uh, video podcasts or video drunken playthrough, uh, we've got one coming up soon. We're just trying to decide which big game we want to impressed you guys with with a night of drinking um could be a few few days until we get one up or one ready but be rest assured that there will be more i know that the first one uh and so far the only one if you go check it out on yourgamesource.com that full word on our youtube page uh you can check out what we've done already and you'll you'll be pretty impressed i think everyone that's seen it so far has been and um, 
you'll see more popping up with that one, with those uh, videos. But I can't be 100% sure which one we're going to add in. And, and, even if and we'll also, also remember, we also have it on our video page uh, at our oh, video yeah. page at our yourgamesource.com. Yeah. So you can find them anywhere. We'll probably have them somewhere on iTunes to download. Not really. But uh, we can have them anywhere for you guys to actually find on our website, on our YouTube. Uh, you can even get a link from our Facebook page. So. Just uh, take a look and keep an eye out for our new ones that are coming out. Uh, even if I know what they're going to be, I'm not going to let you guys know. You'll be surprised when you actually get on and see there's a new one. And, so. uh, and as uh, we kind of announced last podcast, uh, there's been a number, number of revisions. And uh, Gerald and I have worked extensively on the creation of our new website We've yes, and my thanks goes out to Angry Nick for all of his hard work. I wanted to make sure that's said publicly because it might be the only time uh, in dated history that I will say that. Yes, and he is certainly right about that. Um, <laughs> we extensively revamped the website. As you can check us out at www.yourgamesource.com, um, we are proud to say that we are up and functioning with no – and I have to say this to slightly minimal technical errors. And if you see any on the site, please go to the uh, contact us page and please send us a uh, – shoot us an email over and let us know. We'd be more than happy to, to fix anything that you might find that we may have uh, overlooked. The idea is to say no errors, and then if they accidentally find one, then they send it to us. Okay. So as Gerald said, let me revise what I just said. We expect that there are no errors on the website. And if you happen to find any, please send us an email. Um, you can also, uh, again, uh, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Uh, we cannot thank you uh, enough, like Gerald had said. And we also got some interest in the starting up something with Google Plus over the next uh, few days. Uh, we're going to look into seeing if we can add Google Plus to uh, our wonderful collage of social networking. Yes, and uh, don't forget our, our live comment system that we've implemented on uh, on uh, quite a few of the pages as well. So <laughs> we move on from that topic, which wasn't supposed to be announced until next podcast. <laughs> we uh, do want to. I do want to say though, and I'll leave this in um, that. At this point in time, if you are interested in being a part of the program, of uh, being part of com, of sharing your opinions on the video gaming world, you're more than welcome. Uh, just come on board with us. Send, shoot us an email at yourgamesource at yahoo.com, and we'll be happy to reply. And you can let us know how you feel. Um, and if you want to be, like I said, a regular part of the staff, uh, Nick will send you out an extensive questionnaire. Actually, it consists of one question. When do you start? <laughs> yeah. Good. And then I want to throw in something. Uh, I want to wish a happy birthday to someone special. And uh, I shouldn't say someone. I'm going to say it's something. Uh, but that's no, – actually, no, it's not my birthday until May, but thank you. Oh, oh you're very welcome. Uh, but that wasn't for you quite yet. I have that planned out for next podcast. Uh the actual birthday is of Angry Birds. They have turned two years old. And it was actually yesterday that they were released. 
Well, you know, I know they they've done very well with Angry Birds in Space, and they've sold over five hundred million, as we mentioned on previous podcasts. But it's kind of funny to see all the merchandise and people wearing shirts and buying dolls and buying stuffed stuffed animal birds and and buying the Halloween costumes and Halloween. And but it's still funny every now and then when I when I walked into a supermarket uh, here locally. I, and I hear a conversation with the manager and a district manager, and he said, "How soon can I discount all these Angry Bird Angry Bird crap?" <laughs> yeah, and put it on well, clearance. Yeah, well, it's come a long way, and since then, now people will easily spend twenty-five dollars on a T-shirt that says, "I'm angry," and it shows a bird on there. So, and Nick will spend twenty-five dollars on a shirt that says. I'm angry, and I'm Nick. Nick. <laughs> With a smiley face on it. Yeah. And then like a, a slash through PETA or a shopping cart or... Don't, and don't forget a spirit hat. And a spirit hat. Yeah. You know what? There's probably nothing that won't be on that shirt. I would totally rock an anti-PETA uh, shirt. With your name on it. Congratulations. Absolutely. On that... <laughs> No, gentlemen, we have tonight. All right. Everybody, for joining us. Please remember to check us out on www.yourgamesource.com. Again, check us out on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, email communication is always um, acceptable. Just say goodnight. Okay. I, I, was going, I was going for something else there, but I couldn't remember what it was. All right, before we hit an awkward silence, we're going to say good night, guys. Good night, guys. Good night. Ow! <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> I like that ending. Well, you know, it reminds me of because I'm working so hard on the site that, you know, it's funny because I look outside my window and I see my neighbor's uh, just the top edge of my neighbor's 60-inch TV. And I see – what's that I see? Rayman Origins? And then the next night I see Skyrim and I realize he's playing more video games than me. That's quite a bummer. <laughs>